In this episode, we will be diving into the sociological perspectives of Halloween. We're going to be talking about how Halloween costumes can reveal a lot about our society in relation to cultural appropriation, the sexualization of the female body, and beauty standards. Stay tuned to learn more! Hello lovelies, I'm Carols, and welcome back to On Female Disobedience, where we celebrate femininity. Oh my god, sorry, I am just really, I was, I don't know, I'm frazzled right now because I've been trying to get my Mac to, like, the voice memos app to be working for, like, the last 15 minutes, and it was not cooperating, I was getting really nervous, but, you know, it ended up working. My backup plan was to record on my phone, but just the quality would not have been good because I can't, like, hook up this mic to a phone. So, that would have been a problem, but we're all good now, so we'll just move on. It's been a while, but, you know, what? we're going to pretend that it hasn't been. We're going to pretend that I upload super, super uh, regularly and that I'm always so good with being on time and on schedule. In other news, I have submitted all of my early applications, and I'm very, very excited that I've gotten those in. Um, I'm just really hoping I get into somewhere, because, you know, college is an important institution for the for my future, at least my intended future career. Um, other news, my birthday is coming up November 12th. Very excited about that. I'm trying to decide between getting um Jordans for my birthday or a base for my birthday because I know like my parents said that they would get like a base for my birthday and then Jordans for Christmas or like vice versa but I can't decide which ones I want because there's this new um pair of Jordans that are coming out I think it's called atmosphere they're like women's atmosphere and I I don't know I thought they were so cute and they were definitely cheaper than the mochas which is what I was planning to get um which are like 500 something dollars very very expensive um but the the new jordans are coming out like literally on christmas or like slightly after um around that time so obviously like it would be a better christmas gift not a birthday gift but i did kind of want to wear them during the month of december and i know that if i ordered them at the end of december then they would probably come around like middle of january so trying to decide that but in other news i'm so excited to like start playing bass guitar like i have been obsessed with the bass ever since I like saw it on TikTok like last year and I really really wanted one um I've been wanting one for like over a year now and I was gonna get it for my for Christmas last year but the one that I got was like two I got like a mini size because I have really small fingers um but it turned out to be a little too small so I think I'm gonna go for a regular size bass guitar this time um so yeah I'm very very excited about my brand new um, bass guitar, hopefully, which I will hopefully be getting for my birthday, um, or for something, um, but yeah, um, so for, like, I have today and tomorrow off, it's Thursday right now, and I have these two days off because of, I think it's, like, I don't know, I think it's, like, teacher's convention, we have it every year, um, and I'm very excited to not be going to school, as much as I sometimes enjoy school, I guess, um, and so I celebrated my birthday a little prematurely, and my friends and I went out for dinner last night, and then we went to one of my friend's house and played Cards Against Humanity, so that was very fun, um, 
what else oh my god i have a math test coming up on monday very very not excited for that calculus is quite possibly the hardest class i've ever taken in my life um and that is not an exaggeration at all like let me tell you guys cal i'm taking calc bc right now and it is very 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 difficult so you know i've never really struggled with math in my life but this is very very tricky um but my marching band season is finally over so i can start i finally have enough time to start going to the gym which i'm so so excited about i just ordered a new like hip thrust pad from amazon so i'm so excited to use that today is going to be my first day going back i'm speaking it into existence because i i kept pushing it off like i wanted to go on monday and then i was like i was too busy and then tuesday and you know so today today's the day finally um, after I film this, probably, actually. Record this, I mean. I always mix that up. But, now that we're done with, I, I feel like that's all I wanted to say. It's not, it's, it has not been very, a very eventful past few weeks. Um, but we're moving on, because today's topic is Halloween. Okay, I know, I know, it's November 4th, I know, it's a bit belayed, belated. Um, I was about to say belayed, and I don't, I don't even think that's what it means, what I think what I meant for it to me. I think belay, isn't that when you ha- go, like, rock climbing and you have, like, someone, like, like supporting you at the bottom or something to make sure you don't, like, fall to your death? I don't know. I think that's what it is. Um, and the only reason I know that is because my friend loves rock climbing. And she took me once and I was pretty bad at it. But, anyway, on to Halloween. I know, it's November 4th and we are past Halloween, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the certain interesting aspects about Halloween that always come up every single year um, because just because of the nature of this this holiday is to dress up as someone that you are not. It's to pretend that you are something that you are not. And we were talking about it in my sociology class and I'm like, you know what? This would make a really good episode. So we're going to talk about it. First up, the let's talk about how Halloween, how people think that they get an excuse for being racist for Halloween. Of course, we all know this term. It has been tossed around so many, so many, so, 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 so many times in like, I don't know, I feel like in, especially in the past year or something, but the idea of cultural appropriation, which is when you kind of take someone else's culture for your own with the intention of mocking it. And the with the intention of mocking it is kind of, mm, it's almost debatable because I think some people consider appropriation when you take someone else's culture, like just period, whether you are trying to appreciate it or not. Um, and some people think appropriation is more specific. It's when you have like that intention of trying to like make a mockery out of it. And I tend to lean more towards that side. Um, as a Korean person myself, if I see people like, I don't know, let's just say like cooking Korean food or trying to like wear hanbok which is like the Korean traditional like outfit like I don't know I think that's kind of cool um or when people like k-pop I don't know I feel like sometimes it can be like a little cringy when people try to like go a little too far and try to like act like they're Korean when they're not Ollie London but as a general rule of thumb I feel like I there's a difference between cultural appreciation and a cultural appropriation and I feel like that is so relevant for Halloween because I remember, I don't know, on TikTok I kept seeing like these like 
very like i don't know people calling out like cringy costumes of like not even cringy but just like downright offensive costumes of like native americans and the romani people and calling them like gypsies and like just sexualizing these like ethnic the stereotypes of these ethnicities and even like east asian costumes and it'll be like the name of the costume will be like oriental dragon lady like what does oh my god that like even thinking about that just makes me cringe because i think it's just so like how just so unbelievable that that is still happening in this day and age and so i would i don't know i would see those like people calling out these racist halloween costumes and i would be like oh you know that would like never really like like yeah i feel i I don't know i saw and i was like this is the thing of the past like i i just never like internalized that it was still happening today um at least to not like as great of an extent but i went to party is it party city or party fair i don't know oh it might have been spirit halloween wait no it's not it was i think it was party i think it was party fair but um and my sister was looking for a costume and we stumbled upon so many i mean the only word to describe it is just like sussy like i was i was looking through those costumes costumes and i was just appalled i was i was utterly appalled by the costumes there like oh my god the worst one was like it was like tribal princess and it was the most like stereotypical native costume like like oh my god i i'm like i'm like shaking my head just thinking about it and i'm just like this is this is (laughs) this is not right this is not right and even the fact that it's sexualized like that goes into a whole different issue that i'm going to touch upon later um but right now we're just going to focus on the act uh, um the whole like appropriation aspect i just feel like why do why do why does halloween give people an excuse to be racist and you know sometimes it's just i i remember going off on a tangent for a sec i remember seeing a tiktok where it was this like um i think someone an ethnic person i don't know where i forgot where they were from but they are were not like an american like i'm a korean american if they were Korean, they were just Korean, but I don't know if they were Korean, it was, like, whatever they were, um, and they were talking about, like, oh, I don't understand, like, um, why everyone, why, why all these Americans are acting like they can just, like, what, are, are, like, trying to gatekeep our culture and calling everyone appropriate, like, everyone who's trying to appreciate our culture as, like, calling that appropriation, like, I am a native person from this country, and I am giving you all permission to, like, take these costumes and do whatever you want with it, and or like this culture and do whatever you want with it and I remember seeing that and I was just like okay I get it I get it first of all that like I kind of see where she's coming from is that like I feel like cancel culture has been taken a bit too far at times and yet also it's like if you haven't had the lived experience of being a an ethnic person who lives in America and is American it's like you would never understand the struggle of being mocked for your culture and so when people take that now and try to use it as like a a little like a skimpy little ploy to like I don't know have like a nice little costume and take it off like at the end of the night it's I don't know I feel like it's almost making a, a mockery of the culture and so going back to Halloween costumes now it's like personally and I'm speaking from a very personal place I'm not the type of person who gets like very offended by cultural things um to me it's not like when I see people like I don't know sexualizing like Asian culture like as a whole or like Korean culture I feel like 
personally, I watch it and I'm just like, I either, like, if they're trying to appropriate it, then I'm, I either just, like, think it's kind of cringy or, like, annoying. I don't get really offended by it, but I know that those who do get offended by it or see it as really offensive appropriation are valid in feeling that way. And I completely, completely am against cultural appropriation, especially during Halloween. Um, and... You know, there. I feel like there is a difference between appreciation, appreciation and appropriation. Like, if you want to, I don't know, let's say wear a traditional Korean hanbok for, like, New Year's. And you are trying to show your appreciation and love for the Korean culture. Then, like, that is, I don't know, I think that's, like, such a beautiful thing. And yet, if you are trying to wear, like, I don't know, some, like, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, a skimpy little humble like bootleg thing from party fair that was created by I don't that was like sewed by child laborers in the Middle East I don't know it that is that is definitely not the same thing let's just say intention really does matter but that goes into another idea which is like does intention matter as much as how it's actually perceived because a lot of people when they go into Halloween I don't think people I don't think everyone who appropriates culture is going into it thinking like I'm, I'm so excited to be like racist I'm so excited to like appropriate people's culture and yet it is very it is very it is very offensive when you show up in a quote-unquote tribal princess costume that has like less fabric on it than I don't know other than like a bathing suit or the same amount of fabric as a bathing suit and so, like, I don't know, I can see how you might approach it from, like, a, it's just a cute costume, but I feel like it's really important, like, even beyond intention, like, just taking it a step further, it's not just about what you intended, but you have to think about how you're, how it's perceived by other people, and how it looks to other people when you're, like, wearing this type of costume, and what are, like, what type of message are you sending to people, that it's okay to, like, appropriate culture, you know what I mean? So I feel like that is an aspect that is like missing from this dialogue about cultural appropriation is like it's just not and and just like all offensive things in general it's not always about intention everyone likes to talk about intention like did you mean for it to be racist were you trying to be racist or were you just trying to find a cute halloween costume but it's not just about intention because it doesn't matter what you intended it for it to it to be if people are perceiving it as such especially people of the culture that you are kind of like replicating it it definitely can rub us the wrong way and for good reason too so i feel like that is so just in general when you think of a halloween costume i feel like i would advise just being cautious maybe asking someone if you i don't know i would personally not even wear any any type of costume that is trying to replicate another person like another culture entirely but if, I don't know, if you do, I don't want to say it's always, always bad, but I would definitely do a lot of thinking. I would definitely do a lot of thoughtful consideration before you actually do it and think about how not only you are intending for it to be perceived, but how it actually will be perceived. Shifting gears now, I wanted to talk about how gender roles play into Halloween costumes and I feel like this is such such a big 
a very, very big um, idea or prevalent concept in, in teen Halloween costume culture, if that makes sense. I feel like it, it is very apparent... I feel like the struggle that girls go through for Halloween is very telling of... It's almost like it demonstrates just how hard it is to be a girl in this society. And just like just one of the ways why it's so hard. I feel like if if you're a girl and you dress like revealing, then then it's considered like it's considered slutty or it's considered very scandalous and like you're just trying to get other people's attention. And yet if you dress like more um I guess not even conservatively because that is not the right word to describe it but just like have more fabric on you and you're clearly not trying to show off certain body parts and you're just wearing it to wear it 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 almost makes you look like unconfident or insecure and so I just feel like there is no way to win there is no way to win and I think that is so indicative of a larger issue that attacks like teen girls in our society is like we literally, like, quite literally cannot do anything without being criticized by someone. It's always, like, there's always something else to say. Like, if you're, I don't know, if you're thin, then you're, like, bony. You're too skinny. If you're, like, thicker, you're, like, fat. If you're right in the middle, you're too average. Like, if, I don't know, um, if you have too, even if, even, like, things that people consider, like, like, a good thing, like, having a big butt, I guess, is a very coveted feature in our society but if you have like a small butt then people are like okay well you you are flat but if you have like a big butt then oh you have you got bbl like there's no way that was natural and it's just like or even just like our attitudes like if we happen to like starbucks and ugg boots i don't know then we're basic 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 girls but if we like I don't know, choose to dress a little more outside of our comfort zone or we'd like to go to study um, at like local coffee shops Then we're trying too hard to be indie and trying too hard to romanticize our boring lives. It's just like unbelievable. There's no freaking way for us to win. Like anything we do is is criticized by by someone. And I think that is also almost comforting in a way though because I think like if everything that you do if every single thing that you do will not like let you win like if you if there's no way to win in any situation it's almost freeing because it's like now you have so much more power because it doesn't matter what you do people will criticize you so why don't you just do what you want to do anyway and like of course there will always be someone who will knock you down but like who cares because it doesn't matter what you do I feel like criticism, like other people criticizing you, tells you a lot more about them than it's about you. Um, but it can also go the other way, um, and you can get down a rabbit hole of being a people pleaser and just trying to always please other people or reduce your, like, I don't know, the amount of criticism that people will give you. And honestly, it'll just never, it'll just never work out for you because nothing you ever do will ever please everyone. Like, ever. Literally ever. So, might as well just do whatever you want. Um, and I'm still trying to come to terms with that idea myself because I am like a people pleaser at, oh my God, sorry. I am a people pleaser at heart and I am utterly unable to not think about what other people think of me, but we're working on it and self-awareness is key. So, so that was the second thing I wanted to talk about is just like that, 
And now moving on to the broader idea of gender roles in Halloween. I feel like during, okay, so during our sociology class, people were like, especially boys, they were talking about how, like, if a girl chooses to wear, like, a more scandalous costume or more revealing costume, like, who cares? Like, just let them. And I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, But they were like, yeah, like, sometimes it doesn't, it's not that deep. Like, sometimes people just want to, like, wear a costume, like, because they look nice in it. Or, like, because the prompt was, like, does a Halloween costume tell you a lot about a person? And the person, um, and that person disagreed and said, like, no, sometimes you just, like, want to wear a costume because you want to wear a costume. Like, it, it's sometimes not, like, as deep as you think it is. And I kind of disagreed with that idea because I feel like what you choose to wear for Halloween, what you want to wear for Halloween does not exist in a vacuum. It comes from being fed these certain ideals from a young age by the media. Like, even just for example... Before I even knew about, like, slutty Halloween costumes, I I watched Mean Girls for the first time when I was in middle school or younger, I think. And I watched it, and of course, there's, like, that one scene, the Halloween scene, where Katie talks about how, like, Halloween is literally just an excuse for girls to, like, dress up as slutty as they want, and guys can't say anything about it, or, like, no other girl can say anything about it. Um, and I remember watching that, and... Not that I was, like, so surprised or anything, but I just had, I have a feel. looking back, I definitely internalized that idea before I even understood, like, the implications of, like, the sexualization of the female body, and so I, like, I just kind of subconsciously adopted it, and when I got to high school, like, immediately I was like, oh my god, I need, like, I need, like, a hot Halloween costume, like, that is what I need, um, like, or else I won't, like, and it, it, it's just, like, more commonplace for girls in high school and college and beyond to just wear a, like, the, their goal. I feel like their goal, like, a girl's goal for a teen to 20-year-old, like, tw- uh, to teen, oh my god, I cannot speak. A teen girl to a girl in their 20s, in that age, a girl only wants, like, two things for Halloween, which is, like, to have a like Halloween costume that is cute and like a good idea and two is to like look really hot in their Halloween costume and that is like almost always going to be the case and it just like it comes from being fed these ideals from a young age so when people say oh like no like a Halloween costume doesn't really tell you anything about a person like sometimes you just want to wear something to wear something like it's not that deep but I think it is I think it's just like something that we've internalized and it's so deep inside of us and it's so ingrained into our brains and society that we don't even realize that it's like not it that there is a reason beyond it it's not just because we like our desires don't exist in a vacuum i say this so much our desires don't exist in a vacuum we don't just want to look like this just for the sake of it like there's nothing inherently super like better about wearing more revealing clothes if anything it's selective like just think about natural selection it's much more beneficial to be wearing warmer clothes on like a cold October night but it's because society tells us over and over again that like this is what is expected of us this is in like if you wanted to be validated if you want to be valued in society you have to look like this and 
it just goes into the whole idea about how women in our society are treated like a commodity. Women are treated like their bodies are the only thing that make them valuable to society. And if you, like, even if you just look at frat, frat party culture, like, guys will, number one, almost always turn away another guy who does not ha- have, like, an invite um, or w- is not willing to pay. Um, but when it comes to girls, like, guys will literally let in, like, any girl who is, like, who, like, is wearing a specific, like, sexual Halloween costume. And, like, you might be thinking, you might, I I know you're probably thinking, like, no, I I feel like they would just, like, let in any girls. Um, but this is actually really funny. One of my friends told me a story about how her sister, um, she's in college, she showed up, um, with her friend as Zach and Cody from Sweet, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, um, Wait, is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Um, Sweet Love, Zach, and Cody. And, like, they literally got kicked out of the frat party. They literally got kicked out of the party. And it's just showing, like, okay, guys are going to pay with money and girls are going to pay with their bodies. Like, that is what that tells me, is that women's bodies are literally a commodity. It's something that you can use to buy and sell. Like, it's something that you can buy and sell. It's something that is, like... it's just it just goes back to the whole idea of objectification is that we're not humans like we are not real people with minds and souls and ideas and thoughts we are just objects and if we don't appeal to the male gaze then you're worthless and that that is what the the whole idea of like sexualization of halloween costumes like goes back to it just further reinforces like the how like it just further reinforces the problematic nature of the objectification of our bodies and just as like another example um because i was doing a little research before about a um an article that we read in our sociology class as you can see this class has inspired a lot of dialogue and i don't know thoughts in my head about just that i could talk about in this cl- um in this podcast but anyway um what was i gonna say oh my god okay so i came across this article where hooters was actually doing a promotion um i don't know if it was la- i think it was last year in certain participating like stores restaurants i mean where the like where if a little girl a little girl comes to Ho- hooters in the Hooters costume, like, or not costume, but, like, the Hooters girl waitress, like, that uniform, she gets to eat for free or something like that. And it is just, I, I don't know, I saw that and I was absolutely appalled. Like, I, I was just shocked because the fact that we are, like, teaching little girls to sexualize their own bodies before they even understand what that means is unbelievable to me. Like, for me, I don't know, the Mean Girls, like, example, I feel like a movie is kind of, like, a different situation because it's something that you can, like, you're watching, but if you're wearing a costume that literally is sexualizing your body as you wear it, like, you are, you are participating in it. You are participating in the objectification of the female body before you even understand what the word objectification means. Like, it is so crazy that parents, like, actually sent their kids into the restaurant like in those uniforms and I was oh my god I don't know my heart broke for those little girls because they 
I get it. Like, I get the whole idea of wanting to eat for free, but is it worth it to instill these values in your kids, like, before they even understand what it means? I don't know. I I don't know. It's not, like, I don't know if I would say it's, like, child abuse, but it's kind of borderline getting there. Oh, my God. That, That sends me on a little rage, but moving on. I wanted to also talk about how this idea is very, like, the idea of the media and just our society instilling these values in our children before, like, like, before they even understand what the implications of what they're doing to, I wanted to extend those, like, ideas now to, like, boys as well because I think it's very, very prevalent in, like, boys. And I know I don't talk about, like, guys' issues a lot because that's not something I can really relate to, but I feel like this, in this situation, it's, it's pretty similar across both. Like, just the idea, the whole thing about boys wearing, like, those, like, muscle. I don't know if you know what, if you know what I'm talking about. But, like, those muscle suits that boys wear under, like, the superhero costumes or, like, police officer costumes or something. um, And it makes them look like they're jacked. And, obviously, it's, like, it's not not realistic looking at all. And if you ever saw, like, a boy or, like, um, even some... Like, if you ever saw a little boy wearing that, you would just think, oh, that's so cute. Like, that's funny. And if you ever saw, like, a boy your age wearing that, then you'd be like, oh, wow, he's just trying to be funny, right? Like, he's obviously not doing it to actually, like, look jacked. However, I do think that it is problematic that we are, you know... This one I kind of struggled with a little because I feel like when little boys wear those muscle costumes, I feel like they're not really, it's not like they're sexualized, but it definitely is a little problematic in the whole like building up beauty standards. So I think it's problematic in a different way, not because it feeds into sexualization, but it feeds into these toxic beauty standards. Like I know a big struggle that guys go through is just like, feeling the need to look very muscular and large or like just jacked all the time and have like abs abs is like the biggest thing for guys or like big biceps or stuff like that and it's just like I don't know I feel so bad because these little boys have to wear these costumes and maybe at the time they think oh it's like funny like oh I just look like that like I just look like Chris Hemsworth ha 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 but when they but like I just think subconsciously it just feeds into the whole idea of like oh like subconsciously they start to think oh I'm dressing like this for Halloween why is that is that because this body is more ideal like this body is objectively better than my own body like and I don't know I just think it leads to this rabbit hole and slowly like little by little these just like small things just pile up in their heads and they start thinking like this is what I need to look like if I want to be considered attractive in our society and for the like I don't know, for the most part, that is true, but the only way to break down those unrealistic beauty standards is to stop feeding into them, and if we keep, like, shoving our, 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 our youth, our, like, our children into these little costumes that we think are just, like, adorable, but are actually sending them the completely wrong idea, like, we, if we keep doing that, I, I don't know if we'll ever be able to completely knock down these problematic institutions in our society but um I think one key difference that I would like to point out in the difference between like boys costumes and girls costumes is like okay yeah boys costumes they they are like problematic in that they are like trying to um like the muscle suits are trying to 
um, almost idealize this certain figure. But the difference is that, like, that type of costume is capitalizing on, like, the costume itself. And the thing that is, like, being, like, almost objectified is, like, the idea of that figure. Not objectified, but the thing that is being, like, idealized or, like, the focus of that costume is, like, the figure that comes from, obviously, like, the fake padding in the costume. Whereas, I feel like when it comes to girls' costumes, the focus of it is the body. And the focus of it is, like, how to get this, how to make a specific costume look best on your body and maximize the features that you already have. So I feel like the message being sent here is that for girls, it's like, whatever you have, whatever your body looks like, put it on display for the male gaze to appreciate and objectify. Whereas for boys, it's like the the whole fact that guys, like those muscle suits, they the fact that they are showing off what they don't have, it's almost like it makes it more of a costume because it's telling them like, haha, like, oh, it's cute, like, they don't have these big muscles, um, but that's okay, like, it's just a costume you put on, and at the end of the day, whatever you look like, like, it's, it's fine anyway, because a lot of the time, people just look at those costumes, they're just, they just kind of dismiss it, they're like, oh, it's cute, uh, whatever, and you just go along about your day, whereas for a girl, it's like, it's not, like, we don't just get to take off our boobs at the end of the day, they are stuck onto our body, like, what people are when people look at us in our halloween costumes they're looking at us they are looking at our bodies and it's not something that we can just like take off at the end of the day because it's inconvenient to like look a certain way whether it's because you're being over sexualized by guys or because you're being like bullied because you look a certain way it's like for us it's not it's not even a costume it's it's just like presenting our bodies in the most ideal way for the male viewer whereas for guys it's like it's just like a little costume um and of course I did talk about the harmful effects of you know the way these like the the body the padding the muscle padding on some of the little boys Halloween costumes but still at the end of the day when a guy wears a costume you're looking at the costume you're not looking at his body you're not you're not objectifying or sexualizing his body it's just the costume so I think there is a fundamental difference in the way that girls and boys are affected by Halloween and just like the way that people perceive them and the effects that it can have on their mental health or self-confidence and all of that stuff so I think I guess I've I don't know I've been talking about a ton of different ideas in this just single episode all related to Halloween but I think what I'm trying to get at is that Halloween is certainly not as simple or straightforward as people think I mean sure maybe the main objective of it is the like money and everything always goes back to money but it has created all of these like crazy branching side effects over not branching um like these extensive side effects that um and implications on like our population that we might not even realize and there is definitely a lot more there so I don't know this one this episode was a lot of fun for me because I think it's something that I personally have a lot of experience with like a ton of experience but um 
I don't know. I I hope it was enlightening in some way or it made you think at least a little bit. I think that's my ultimate goal with some of these like op- more opinion-based uh, episodes is I just want to spark some dialogue, maybe make you think a little bit. Um, and most of all, just realize that there is so much against, like going against us in society that if you ever are having a hashtag no bones day, then it is totally okay. Like, just take it easy on yourself, be forgiving, be kind to yourself. I think that's ultimately the message of this episode and the whole podcast in general. Um, so yeah, I'll wrap this up. Thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of On Female Disobedience. I really, really, really appreciate all of your support so, 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 so much. The last episode that I did got the most number of listens out of all of the past episodes. So I was really, really excited about that. And I love to see the growth. And I love to see when you guys come back for more episodes. And I really appreciate it. So make sure to follow at On Female Disobedience on Instagram to join our little community and to be part of some upcoming interactive portions of our future episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever listening platform you're on right now and I'll see you all later. Bye!